Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oh My God, I Can't, the podcast about everything and nothing at all. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. We've got the big guy with us. So how are you feeling? Tell us everything. Why, hello, my little tulip. Um, (laughs) I am dealing. Um, I'm better than I was. I have body aches that are uh, pretty intense sometimes, but nothing that uh, pain meds don't take care of. But I've been told that those things can linger for quite a long time. It's so funny you say that because I saw, I think it was on CNN this morning where they were talking about how, I don't know if it was scientists or health experts had said that they're now realizing that there are long-term effects with this stupid virus. It isn't just something that you get and you, you know, you have it for two weeks and then you move on. Like they're saying this shit can linger. Yeah, there's, there's actually a Facebook group that I am a part of that has like 90,000 uh, members. And a lot of them talk about the lingering effects. There are people that talk about uh, fatigue that they're still experiencing. Um, there was one woman who talks about breaking into a sweat while just being at the store and she had to sit down. I mean, I mean it's, of course, different for everybody. But um, yeah, so the, the body aches are still lingering for me. But do you feel okay? I was just okay. watching um, Chris Cuomo last night on CNN too. Was talking about how he's still having symptoms from. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he got it originally in April, and he's still having body aches and yeah, occasional things. And um, depression has set in with him. He's had like this kind of chronic depression that started with him that he didn't have before. Yeah really interesting. Wow. Well, we're going to actually tackle that. That's funny that you say it. That's a really good tie-in for what we're going to hit later. But, you know, I don't know. It's just, I wish we could get on here and record and just, I keep saying it. You know what? Everything, uh, Glory's playing with her toy. Sorry. Uh, everything's great. And we're on our way to, you know, what was once normal. And it's just, it's just, it feels like it's never going to happen. Well, especially when you have the Republican National Convention, the final night where Trump is talking in front of a crowd of a a thousand plus people and they're none of them are wearing masks and they're all sitting next to each other. And I mean, it just, you know, there's so many people and situations which just make it look like it's just going to perpetuate more and more. So I have to ask the question, does he want to kill us? Does he want to fucking kill us? I don't understand why you're digging your heels in about this. Does he want to kill us? Well, this is what I think. Okay. And I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist because I think that means that I just have way too much time on my hands. But it almost seems calculating. Like, I'm not going to say, like, outright that he is on a calculated mission to, like, destroy America because of of Putin. But it's just so calculating. Like, everything that is good, he's backing out of. Like, for example, the World Health Organization getting together to try to disseminate, you know, certain supplies and things like that. He has backed out from the World Health Organization. Even the Paris Climate Agreement, like, backing out of that. Like, things that are, like, world issues. It's so odd that someone would back out of it. You know what I mean? It just seems so calculating. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody that stupid can be that calculating. What are your thoughts, Stephanie? I don't know. I mean, everything does point in that direction. I don't see, I don't know. I, I really, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go on record for to say that this is something that he like has this like checklist. Okay. I've done this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've done this. Okay. I've done this, but it just seems so odd. Oh, he's definitely, there's something more to it. I I mean, I I just don't think he cares enough about other people besides what what his business venture is in the White House. I feel feel the same way. I think it's just basically what's in it for me. You know, what's in it for me and fuck everybody else. But 
I don't know, man. I mean, I guess we are going to get through this. Uh, what Stephanie, the numbers are going down in LA, right? Slowly, but it's also, you know, Labor Day weekend numbers will soon see <laughs> what that is. So, you know, every holiday seems to set us back because people can't seem to Holy fuck. rein it in. But we'll see. Big guy, when did your doctor say you should be feeling better? They said uh, two weeks, but... You know, it wasn't even a doctor that I talked to. It was a nurse that sounded inconvenienced when I was given the <laughs> results. You know, she said, you know, you know, you tested positive and she's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And she seemed, you know, because it wasn't, it was, I mean, I had to ask her. I mean, she wasn't like, she wasn't equipped to give me that information. Like it sounded like I should just be, you know, up on it and know. Um, and so she told me, you know, stay home from two weeks and, you know, if the symptoms subside, then great. And I'm like, well, can I retest there afterwards? And she said, no, you can't test here again, unless your employer wants, unless your employer requires it for you to come back. And I'm like, so basically you just, you just if you don't have any symptoms, you just walk around and that's it. And she said, well, you know, you can get tested another place, I'm sure. So I would have to go to another place to get tested for sure. But Um, you know, there are people that I know that tested negative afterwards and that still have a few symptoms. Well, that's what Chris Cuomo was saying is, I mean, he hasn't tested positive in months, but he's still having residual side effects for months now, man. I'll tell you, these are rough times for everybody. Stephanie, I was talking to you yesterday and I was talking about, I just, I'm not feeling great either. I just, I don't know. And I'm hoping any of our MS listeners out there, Please, please let me know because this is um, an interesting thing. When I first started taking this medication, I think it's been like a year and a half, almost two years. And it's a relatively new medication. When I started taking it, I think it was been on the market for like less than a year. It was really new. Um, and the first time I, I, it definitely seems to be working because the MS isn't progressing. And that's, that's how they uh, measure if, you, you, if the drug is working is whether it's getting worse or not. And this is when something I take it twice a year, every six months you go for this infusion. And I have been saying since the first time to my doctor, is there a withdrawal from this drug? Because I, when it gets to be about like three weeks out, I start to feel like I've just run a marathon. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I feel just like I get depressed. Like it's just a whole fucking thing. And from the beginning, everyone's been like, no, 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 there's no, there, there's no withdrawal with this. There's no withdrawal with this. And then I'm actually due to take it next week. And of course you have to get on the phone with the fucking insurance. And, um, they didn't want me to take it because, uh, I'll, we'll get into that later. But I asked again, I said, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really shitty and is there a withdrawal? And then I hear, well, we don't really call it a withdrawal. We call it a wearing off effect. Mm. What's the <laughs> difference? Wow. Well, maybe they don't have the to don't... detox you off of it. It's just, maybe that's the medical difference. I don't know. I'm guessing, but. See, Stephanie, yeah, that's mean, why you're the smartest person on here. Okay. Well, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, withdrawal means that you're actually like, um, you're going through symptoms because you're addicted yeah. physically to the uh, particular drug. Huh. Okay. Well, if any of our MS people are listening, please tell me if I'm, if I'm alone in this or if I'm not alone, because again, it's one of those things where I feel like I, I, 
I, I try to be mindful. I'm not probably as diligent about keeping track of like the things that happened to me um, as I should be just because I think it's, it's fucking depressing and I don't really want to talk about it. But this is the one thing that's just been baff- baffling to me. And the, the every single day closer to the infusion, and I don't know if it's maybe part of it's mental, I start to feel a little bit worse. So anyhow, that's where I'm at. So please let me know. And then um, I wanted to share because I thought this was really, uh, this really does speak to the state of the world. I was due to get this thing uh, next Friday. And I get the email from my doctor saying, uh, we don't think you should take it right away. We think it's a good idea for you to wait because of what's going on with COVID. Um, this, your immune system's already weakened. And with this drug, it completely wipes it out. And then the side effect of the drug is an upper respiratory, which is what COVID is, right? I've talked about this before. So, um, we don't think it's a good idea. Not to mention, we found that people with MS that get it, they get it pretty bad, which is like going to the hospital and being hooked, being an ICU. So I know she was trying to scare me straight. And I, you know, there's a part of me that was like, well, maybe I should just fucking wait. And then I thought, you know what? No, if I have the access to get this medication, I feel like it's the responsibility to myself to do it. So I kind of pushed back and I said, listen, I'd really, I, I feel like I need to take this. I feel like I need to take it. And I feel like I want to continue on this path. And you have my word. I won't leave the house. I won't do anything. I won't look at anybody like all the shit that I did last time. And she did relent. Um, but she did say that, you know, you got you to take a COVID test before this to make sure that you don't have it. But it's just been a weird fucked up time. I don't know. You, you, yeah. Stephanie, you're healthy. How do you feel? Well, you know, what's depressing about hearing you talk about this is that I'm having full deja vu and it's making me realize how long ago we had lockdown because you had your infusion the week before we locked down last, you know, when we, we right. started this to begin with when, cause you had that conversation with your doctor. Like we all knew COVID was here, but it wasn't that big of a deal yet, but we kind of knew shit. and your doctor had that whole conversation with you then. And that was Time, now, like, you're right. It's months months ago. Ago. <laughs> almost to the day. <laughs> so wow, that's a little depressing. <laughs> Well, and remember, we were like, in a couple of weeks, things will get back to normal. Yeah, and we'll be right, like, yeah. Oh, you'll just have a couple of weeks. You guys, we're still going to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're open. Let's go. Gamble. You are right. <laughs> you guys, that's half a year of our lives uh-huh. have been, has uh-huh. been wasted on this bullshit. Oh, man. Look how far we've come. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've gone far at all. If, if at we, all. At all. No, no movement has been made. Nothing has been done. And, you know, it's just like, my God, I just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop because this just seems like, it seems like Groundhog's Day. We were watching the... Yeah, you know, I think... Go ahead. I, I think part of the being disgruntled the whole time is just because there's no, no end in sight. And I've said this before on the show is that, you know, at least when you know that there's an end date or, or, or whatever, at least there's some hope. But at this point, and I don't know if this is a good thing or not, I am so content at this point of being at home. I don't pine for friends. I'm not like <laughs> oh, lonely not at good. night. You know what I mean? Like before it was like, you know, I was, I was you know, feeling like cabin fever yeah. and shit like that. And, and now it's just, it's just normal. It doesn't mean that it's okay, but it just means that it's so normal. Like, I don't even think, well, okay, well in a couple of weeks, we'll all get together. Hopefully, you know, I don't even think that anymore. You've lost all hope. Yeah, but it's not it's not to the point where I'm sad about it. It's just like it's just commonplace, I guess. I feel I the think same it's gonna way. It's going to turn everybody into a show. I actually feel exactly the same way because the first couple of weeks I was like pacing around the house like I needed to do something with myself and now I'm like 
I can sleep in, <laughs> coffee, I do my thing, I have like this routine and the days are flying by and I don't know. I know. It's just, it's crazy. Like I blinked in it six months later, but those well, first three again, you know dragged. what though? Yeah. Yeah, I, but you know what though? I mean, for me also, it was about um, making a routine mm-hmm. and also the fact that I get to work from home. So like half of the day I'm working anyway. And then I come, I came up with some sort of routine so that I don't feel like, you know, um, I don't, my, I don't allow myself. I mean, of course I do. I do get depressed and all that stuff. That, that's, that's just true life. But um, I have implemented things to do so that I'm not always thinking about how shitty things are. That's no, I mean, I, I listen, I, I think I feel the opposite as you guys. I think I was easy. I had an easier time with it at the beginning. And now I'm like, this shit needs to end enough already. <laughs> I am so over this. I'm so bored with this. Like I've been patient and this, it's just, I, I, I mean, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. I, I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and I was just saying like, I, I don't know how much longer I can sustain this. It's just, you know, I'm a, I'm a social person. I'm used to being on the move. I'm used to doing stuff. And this is just put, I mean, it's, it's been a test and it actually leads into the next topic I wanted to talk about, which is like this whole national depression thing. Like I feel like our country is in a depression. Am I, am I being dramatic or is this something that you see too? Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, are you talking about, you're talking about emotional depression, yeah. right? I had to, I had to make the di- difference between financial and emotional. You're talking about emotional depression, right? Yeah, I would have to Oh, guess. absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yes, absolutely. They really need to do a study on the, the, the effects um, psychologically that is having on people after all of this is over, uh-huh. because we can't walk away from this unscathed. It's just impossible. Like mentally, I know it's done a real, real, uh, it's done some damage on people. I'm definitely sure. Yeah. Well, it's scary when it's like, you think about, you know, I haven't been able to work for so long and because of my career is such a high touch career and I can't be in somebody's face as readily. So a lot of my clients haven't come back to work. And the thought of going back to work scares me. And the thought of like seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time, that way I would normally like give a hug when I saw them or like, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff scares me. And that is what is depressing to me that I think about like hugging a friend and getting depressed (laughs) that like, Mm -hmm. you can't even do that anymore. (laughs) That kind of stuff is scary. Like at what point are we going to feel okay doing that again? Well, and you know, when, when times are tough, um, and this is true when someone dies, it's the little things that you remember about them, the small, like maybe seemingly insignificant things that you miss the most, like a smile or sitting at the beach with a person or so on and so forth. I was thinking about this the other day. I have not seen another human being smile in <laughs> like six months. Do you know what I mean? In Unless person. It's been on, in person. Correct. Correct. Because everyone's wearing a uh-huh. mask. And oh, so yeah. even those small things like that, it's like, you know, you don't even think about those things until they're gone. But just, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the little nod from someone at the grocery mm-hmm. store or, or whatever, like it's just non-existent anymore. It's crazy. Well, the other night I was trying to go to sleep and I always, you know, I try, try to have the TV on and make myself more tired. And I saw that commercial. I'm not joking. It ran three times to the national suicide hotline. I'm like, what in the <laughs> fuck is going on? My God, <laughs> people are not in a good place. And it just was, it dawned on me then. I'm like, this is, you know, it, I, I don't think any of us are alone in this in the sense that this is so out of the norm of the way that we normally live our lives that I mean, there's got to be an end in sight. So 
anyhow, I just wanted to put it out there. If anybody's feeling really, really rough, I, you know, you're not alone. I think so many people are going through it in their own way. And it's just, it's just, I guess it's just part of it. And plus, you know, there's like civil unrest and there we're, you know, politically we're in such a weird place and people are just feeling, you know, lost and they're feeling like, you know, I think a lot of times a lot of people are feeling hopeless and it's just, it's scary when you think about an entire country that can be feeling that way. Well, and then it would also, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I know that I we try and I mean more and more as this as this podcast airs, the more and more we're openly criticizing, you know, the administration. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that what you know, kind of adds is like a nail in the coffin or just adds fuel to the fire is the fact that we've got a president that's just unsympathetic. Because yeah. at least with someone that has the the ability to be empathetic, at least even if they were, you know, someone from the opposing party, they could be like, you know, we're going to get through this. And I'm going to tell you the truth, but we can do this. But we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We don't no. even have someone in charge of just trying to make us even a little bit feel better. Do you know what I mean? So no, we have it's somebody like, you know, you turn on the TV. The fire and spreading conspiracy exactly. theories and nobody knows what to believe and who to believe and makes you second guess exactly. yourself and like who's right and who's wrong. and. Exactly. And then if you are living all day long in isolation and, and focused on all those crappy things your life has become, and then you turn on something like MSNBC, which Lionel. just, I mean, just is like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I watch MSNBC. I love MSNBC, but they're very, they're very liberal and they're very mm-hmm. left leaning. For sure. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, Trump did this, he did this, he didn't do this, he did that, he didn't do that. And so it, it's not a feel good show. I don't, I don't turn it off going, mm, you know what? I love my country. <laughs> I feel so sound and secure. <laughs> you turn it off, you're like, I'm fucked. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, we're fucked. We're fucked. So. You got to start building that bunker. You know, it's, it's one of those things too, like, okay. And maybe those of you that are a little bit older, can relate to this, but I was alive, alive during 9-11 as all of us were, right? And it was such a pivotal time. And believe me, I had a lot of issues with George W. Bush. I mean, a lot, a lot. Looking back on it, I miss him right yeah, now. Yeah, could we bring him back? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. I know, I'm like, every time I see him on TV, I'm like, he's kind of charming. Look, he's really funny and he likes he's to like, paint. Like, this is where it's taking jokes around. Right? He has a smile. Look at him. He's got a real personality. He has a dog. <laughs> the man has a dog. You know, like that kind of shit. But I remember when 9-11 happened and it was such a, like, um, it was such a terrifying place. Yeah, it was terrifying for the entire country. And it was something that we'd never seen in our lifetime. And it was like, you know, the worst case of uh, domestic terrorism we'd ever seen in this country. And I remember vividly that, you know, George W. Bush went to New York and he, you know, said, we're going to get the people that did this. And then, you know, he made a point of saying, this isn't about Muslims. This isn't about, you know, um, people of a certain religion that did this to us. This is, of a, this is, this is about a certain, you know, a small group of people that, that did this very heinous act against us. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's mighty big of you, you know, it, yeah. and think about if something like that happened now. I mean, I'm terrified of how this fool would handle it. But meanwhile, we yeah. are losing as many people a day as we lost in 9-11. And we don't even talk about it half the time. A, no. a, in no. one day, enough people are dying as who, like the people who died in 9-11. And that's just like nothing to him. No. no? 
I don't know. Maybe we should wrap up with some feel good stuff. Because let's sing a, let's sing a song. <laughs> well, I just feel like I turned off MSNBC and I'm like, okay, it's over. What do I do? Um, you should try Fox. Okay, so let's. Oh yeah. <laughs> I should watch Fox. Everything's great, you guys. Oh, the economy's gosh. thriving. People are thrilled. That's actually not a bad idea. I want some tinfoil um, hat. Okay, so let's go around. And we want to hear something that you're grateful for. We're going to do this old school. I know this is so corny, but we need to lighten this shit up. So, Stephanie, what are you grateful for? (laughs) You got to go. go. She's all my new tits. Um, Actually, let me think. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I am grateful for friendships and relationships. When I first got um, sick, there were so many people that contacted me and so many people that are willing to bring over anything and you know, I was constantly checked in on. And so, you know, through this whole thing, I realized, you know, none of us can make through this life shit alone. Nobody, nobody. And, you know, the the um, the ability to allow your friends to be friends to you and ask for help really is not a weakness. It's a strength. And oh, okay. so I, um, I've learned that through this whole thing. And so that's what I'm grateful for. Damn, that's pretty profound. You know what? I'm going to take that one too. I, that was pretty much where I was going. I don't know if I had the same reasons, but you know, I think when things like this happen, you realize that you've got people that love you and people that care about you. And all I get thinking about is the people that don't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think there's two ways to look at it. If you don't, it could be because you're a horrible human being and you don't, you, you know what I mean? You haven't done anything that, to make people like you and want to be your friend. But then there's the flip side of it where I think about like people in nursing homes where their family doesn't visit them. Like there's so many, there's so many people out there that don't have, you know, outlets and they don't have uh, resources. And they don't have people reaching out to them. So I'm very grateful that I do. I do. I have people calling me every day. You know, and there are days where I'm like, I can't talk about this anymore, but I'm grateful that they called Mm -hmm. and that they're checking in and that they're concerned. So I'm going to echo that, that I'm uh, grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I have this weird little dog that um, (laughs) takes up so much much of my time acting out. So that's fun too. And I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head and I am grateful uh, for Starbucks I don't know why, but this whole week I'm like, I want Starbucks. So that's just something I'm grateful for. So I'm grateful for that. Oh, well, I'm going to just say ditto to all of that. <laughs> oh, God. That's why, that's why she oh, wanted to go last. You guys did it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm grateful for you guys and having this as like a, a creative outlet and being able to like have something to focus on at least once a week. <laughs> Sit down yeah. and like look up odd news stories and look up <laughs> whatever and take my mind off of yeah take my mind off of everything that's going on and you know this has been a good time to reflect on what we all have and you know friends and family and being able to have people that you can call and bitch and moan and complain about stuff and then laugh about it <laughs> yeah, be able totally. to um talk about how fucked up everything is and still find humor and this fucked up place we're all in <laughs> and I'm glad it's I not just it. me going through this you know no it's everybody <laughs> it's everybody yeah. so we're all in it together in our own weird way and as much as we're dividing politically I think it's 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 making me closer with the people that I'm close with so I think that's mm, a good, that's good way to look at it so Okay. Well, for those of you at home, thank you for just tuning in. We, you know, I know this one wasn't as funny as it usually is and it wasn't as lighthearted, but I just felt like it's the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? Like there's so much going on and, 
you know, we like to come on here and we like to joke and make people laugh and we like to have a good time too. But there are times where you just have to say like, what is going on with everybody? Are you feeling all right? And I just kind of felt compelled in my spirit that today was the day to do it. So we hope that all of you are feeling okay and that you're getting all the things that you need and that you're reaching out if you're not feeling great or if there's something that you need because um, Stephanie, you're right. We're not, no one's in this alone. So thanks everyone. And we'll talk soon. Bye. 